0: Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct.
1: Hi, I'm Lydia, and I'm currently based in Taiwan. And I started a travel blog called Lydia's Scapes Travels. Um, Lydia's Scapes is very much about adventure travel and I'm sharing with people about the places I go, uh, all these exotic outdoor destinations that i visited around the world my blog has been around for about four years started off really just very much as like a hobby just record some of these crazy stuff i was doing and then subsequently people started reading and then i had to kind of take it more seriously and decide whether i wanted to leverage on it to be become a brand on its own
0: yeah no kidding you kind of got forced into it by the fan base huh?
1: I just got annoyed that uh, people were like asking me the same things about my trip, so I decided to write them down so that I don't have to keep answering the same questions. I see. And then, yeah, so it was initially just for recording sake, and then subsequently uh, I realized that hey, you know, if I love traveling so much and there are people reading, why not use that platform to help me travel even more?
0: Uh, so I'm always inspired and interested when I meet travel bloggers because I'm curious did you have, quote unquote, regular jobs before this, or are you still working regular jobs while you're doing the travel blogging?
1: Uh, I have met all kinds of travel bloggers over the years, and I must say that I'm not a true true blue travel blogger from the beginnings. Uh-huh. I started off as a typical uh, graduate with an office job, and I was working in a corporate world for about seven years. And um, I was doing marketing and branding for a whole series of different companies from um, consumer goods to retail to hotels, which was my most recent, latest job. So uh, travel blogging was actually just a a side hobby that uh, over time started taking up more and more time. And I kind of realized that there's no way you can actually uh, grow further when you are limited by the amount of days off that a company gives you travel so yeah I started off um, being uh, a corporate office lady based in Singapore that's where I'm from and then uh, subsequently I even though the jobs I was getting was more and more um, travel related I, my latest job was to market hotels in Maldives so I actually traveled to Maldives once every three months so to most friends of mine that's actually a dream job
0: Yeah,
1: for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Yet yeah, it's, it's still not enough for me because it's still, you know, being under a company name and you do not have the flexibility to go where you want and to take control of your time and what you want to achieve.
0: Sure. Yeah, there's still only so much freedom when you're when you're working for a company and it, what it sounds like is even when you were working these quote unquote regular jobs and even when we were working jobs in travel, you still had this passion for travel. So why do you think travel is something that's an important part of your life?
1: I guess traveling wasn't kind of um, something I uh, discovered on my own Uh, unlike people who pick up different hobbies and they find out they like traveling I was kind of thrown into traveling because um, a bit of background about me is my parents are travel addicts as well so Mm -hmm. since I was a kid, um, very small, my parents have been dragging me and my sisters out of the country during any possible school holiday break to travel and we have to bring our homework along with us while we travel so it kind of became uh, something that's thrown into my life uh, when i was young and i didn't i found it very destructive like um, having to go holidays while i have to it's very inconvenient you know to bring all your homework along mm-hmm. but later on when i started traveling as an adult out of my own wallet and um, doing the kind of trips that i enjoy which are like um, hiking, camping trips, uh, going into very uh mountainous areas and all that. I started to really get very hooked to to this form of escapism that you get when you escape into all this nature and like being there in the forest or in the mountains it it gives a sense of like freedom a sense of there is no more stress everything you're worrying about is gone and yeah it's just very very enjoyable and that was something that i was attracted to it's very much the the overall feeling you get whenever you go into a new place and uh, break away from the daily run
0: yeah isn't that great i i love the the image of you being a kid doing homework while traveling, because isn't that just what travel blogging is? Like, I feel like your parents were just training you to become a travel blogger as you're like, you know, you're going to these different places and you're still getting the work done, which a lot of people don't realize that's a lot of what travel blogging is. You're, you're working constantly. So I'd love to, I'd love to uh, ask you, what do you think some of the common misconceptions are that people have about travel blogging?
1: There are quite a number of misconceptions. Uh, One of the many that I get is that people tend to think that um, what you, what article you're writing and publishing at the point of time is where you're based. Mm -hmm. So what happens is like you might be in Spain and then you are writing an article about Canada and and then I'll have a whole bunch of friends who will be texting and like, hey, you know, you're in Canada. (laughs) And I'm like, guys, I've really left the country like four weeks ago.
0: <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah, People just kind of think that your blog is where you will be at that point of time and they are no longer in touch with you based on what they understand as a, a normal person where you go on holiday and then you come back. So uh, that's always one misconception that I found it very sad because my friends never knew where I was. <laughs> they gave up trying to find out where
0: I was at times. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a lazy way of looking at it, too, because people will just see like, oh, oh, Barcelona. Oh, okay, you must be in Barcelona. Like, no, that was that was months ago. (laughs) Like, We talked then. You you're constantly on the road, obviously, as a travel blogger. Uh, I read on your site that you've been to 96 cities during your time. So are there any cities that you've returned to? And why do you think those places brought you back?
1: I'm usually, uh, the older I get, the more I realize that I'm not as big a fan of cities, mm-hmm. okay? And I, I start to enjoy uh, going to more outskirts places because um, if Singapore is a very bustling city itself, and pretty much I always find it very hard to compare city against city when your own country back home is one of the best cities uh, that you've ever known. <laughs> so, But there was one city that I have always wanted to, to work in, when I went there the first time, and that was London. Mm-hmm. I went there seven years ago, and I told myself, this is my dream city to come back, and I would work there, like one of these cool people who take the subway every day. And I came back to London last year for the second time. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited, like, oh, I'm coming back here. and. The funny thing is the experience was completely different. Now now you're seeing it from a very different, different pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the memories of the place and all are still very uh, very real, very um, nostalgic, but it's no longer the same. So um, there are some good things and there are some bad things when you do a repeat trip because there, you will lose that first time white eye wonder that you get from a from a new destination. However, the good memories, like, where you've been before, you can always, like, hey, I was there, and and it brings up uh, all the, the, how you felt at the point of time when you were looking at this um, building or walking through the park at this part of the town.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean when you say you tend to over romanticized places when you're in a beginner's mindset when you're traveling and especially a place like London where you you know you can hear about it your whole life and so you kind of put it up on this pedestal but yeah when you come back to a place like that after you've either been there or lived there a lot of that over romanticization goes away and you tend to just look at it like a normal city it sounds like you were you were based in London for a while and it sounds like you've had a lot of these home bases around, would you say you're currently based in Taiwan or are you just there for travel?
1: Funny thing is actually Taiwan is the first base I've ever been at uh, for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. like beyond a, beyond a month. Because all my other trips in the past have actually been very, very much on the go. Mm-hmm. Even if we're in Europe, for example, I'm in Europe for like 50 days, but I'm perpetually driving to the next city, checking to a new Airbnb. Um, all the time so to be like kind of based at one spot in a house and and not um, constantly planning the next place to go this is actually the first time i'm being based for two to three months straight and before that, I was very much um, Singapore, using Singapore as my base and going in and out of um, different countries. So I will fly out to, for example, Thailand, and then I will travel around Thailand or Myanmar, and, and then fly back to Singapore for one month, mm-hmm. and I'll go off to the space. Are you,
0: are you enjoying having the home base? I know you said you're on the road traveling a lot more than that, but are, are you enjoying this, this first time of, of having one?
1: So even among travel bloggers, as much as we all love traveling, there are um, three of us here in Taiwan now, and we all have a very different uh, approach as to how much we enjoy being days in one place for long. So if you're talking about me, for example, I'm someone who uh, like to like to get a bit of a, a comfort zone, and it will last approximately three weeks before I'm itching to try something else again. I think in every for every individual, you really need to work out what's the best, um, what kind of lifestyle you prefer and what kind of work do you do such that um, how flexible are you to keep relocating all the time and uh, are you somebody who prefer to kind of slow things down and, uh, and are okay to go with a rhythm
0: yeah it's kind of the argument of redundancy versus exhaustion which one you know which one really gets to you more so i always like to look back on times when traveling that maybe seemed you know dangerous or scary at the time has has there anything that's happened to you that's that was dangerous or scary embarrassing even that you can now look at and and laugh about or smile about that's happened from your travels
1: I must say, um, I've been rather lucky in my travels, I've not met any major misfortune before. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is when I was a kid and traveling with my parents, we are always getting into trouble. So, um, my parents are very unconventional Asian parents. They they bring their like, five-year-old, seven-year-old daughter and they go free and easy. We would take the public bus, we would Um, sleep in hostels and things like that Mm -hmm. and with you know middle-aged asian parents in europe or america you always are a center of attention for trouble so there are always uh, dodgy people uh, who are always looking at us and and eyeing us while we travel, and there has been already been a few cases where my mum has got pickpocketed, or our hand luggage got uh, stolen when we got distracted, things like that. And it creates huge amount of inconvenience for us uh, when we're kid. So uh, you know, when you lose your train tickets, and then parents start arguing, and then you're stuck there. As a kid, you don't, you have no idea what's happening, but you are very miserable. But now, when you think on hindsight, back then I used to blame my parents. Like, why are you guys doing this? You know, why? Why are my friends? They are all at home. They are fine, and then you keep bringing us on holiday, <laughs> and then we get robbed. And then now we have, we are standing in the in the snow, with, and like. We miss our train and things like this. So I do not understand these things as a kid because I I see it as disruptions. But now when I grow older, I I cannot help but always be thankful and reminded by that how my parents have so called trained me up to be how I am now, so that I'm so much more adaptable to, to situations and I don't react as how I would if I never
0: had a kind of background. I, I love that they, they certainly instilled a resilience in you, and I'm sure that has, uh, has prevented a lot of those possible dangerous, scary, or embarrassing times. So I, I was always curious who, who the kids were in the hostels, because there, there will randomly be a family in a hostels, and I'm always curious, who are these kids or who are these families? And it's, it's great because they, I think they're, you know, it's just parents breeding the best travelers possible
1: funny you know like um, there was a case where we got too old i said you know when you hit a certain age you're a teenager and you don't want to travel with your parents anymore mm-hmm. and your parents don't bring you anymore so my parents went ahead to europe uh, when i was like i think 16 and when they were in europe staying in some hostel as usual they actually uh, text and send me a picture and say hey look we met your friend from school and she's like our bunk mate so it's hilarious because like how would you expect your parents actually sleeping in the same bunk room as your school friend (laughs) so it's just weird and yet um, when you think back about it it's like come on it's pretty cool you know like you have cool parents but then I was back then I was like oh you know they must be thinking my parents are weird and they are they, don't, they are not like normal, staying in a hotel room like normal parents, trying to save money, staying in a hostel. Yeah, so I have to, I have to give a lot of um, thanks to my parents. I, I wrote an article thanking my parents uh, this year for, for blaming them for how I am, but yet thanking them for how I became. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you've got undoubtedly cool parents and any parents that can cause you to have FOMO, fear of missing out, those are those are definitely cool parents. We might have to get your parents on hostel homies at some point if they keep if they keep showing up in hostels. I love that. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I asked this question and this can either be uh, you know, while you were traveling when you were young or or during your travels now, but is there anyone that you've met during your travels that has uh, had a big impact on your life that you maybe keep in contact with still since the travels?
1: I've met a lot of really interesting people throughout my travels and trips. And um, the more you travel, the more you realize that a stranger from across the world can actually be more in common with you than uh, a friend who you grew up with in school for the past 10 years. So for this question, I have to mention that it was through traveling last year that i met my current my partner which is uh, a fellow travel blogger so it was at a travel blogger conference where we were traveling and i was speaking at a conference where we met like-minded people and that's where you actually form friendships or deeper connections with people who you realize actually share the same vision or share the same dreams and passions as you so it's funny how you know through traveling you can meet somebody who has so little cultural similarities to you, and come from a completely different background. Yet, um, when you talk about certain things that you love, the connection is very natural. There is that common passion or love for whatever you are doing, and that is something that you might not even find with, you know, one hundred people who you grew up with at home in the same country. So that was uh, something interesting, I must say, where um, if, if people think that, um, yeah, it's very hard to build friendships on the go, it's actually not true because um, you might actually see more similarity to strangers than, than you think.
0: Absolutely, and I, I love the fact that when you travel, you are, you are inevitably meeting people that you would never meet otherwise. And that, it obviously works for friendships, it works for relationships even mentorships. I mean, these people are are people that otherwise you would not be coming across and your paths would not be crossing. So I think that's beautiful that relationships especially can start from that. Um, I want to just come back to your your parents for a second because I'm just blown away with them. <laughs> um, did your parents, when you were younger or, or now, did they explain to you why why traveling was an important part of their lives? Because clearly it seems like they're still doing it to this day. And they've been doing it your whole time growing up. Uh, did they meet while they were traveling? Or, or did they ever say to, say to you why traveling was, was important for them? it's
1: oh, funny. Yeah, I need, to, I need to share this podcast with my parents. After this. <laughs> yeah, so my parents uh, are currently actually leaving for the US tomorrow. They are going there for three weeks um, in the, which part? Florida. So, uh, up, like you said, up to this age, they are still traveling. and I think it was uh, both of them shared the common love for travel, and it started off uh, when they first went on their first trip together. So it's funny because what I heard the story was um, when they were uh, young adults, uh, my dad was actually the planner of a, a trip expedition for a bunch of friends, a bunch of his church friends, and my mom was one of them. But nearing the trip, after he had planned the entire trip, they all started backing up one by one due to you know, not enough time off from work mm-hmm. or, or all kinds of excuses. And, and then only my mom was left and they were like, you know what, we, we really want to go to New Zealand. It was New Zealand, by the way, that trip. We really want to go to New Zealand, let's just go anyway. And that's how it started. They went as friends and then now they are married, happily married and traveling the world together.
0: Oh that's so romantic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um don't get me wrong, my parents are not like the you know, dream the dream parent couple Uh that people think they are. They are very ordinary people, they are who are just they just love to travel. They are just traveling like like as though they are still young, but they are much older now.
0: Well, they like doing it. Thank goodness that all those other people backed out on that trip. That <laughs> that was that was very important. I love doing this podcast because I love the idea that it might inspire at least one person to uh, to travel somewhere. Uh, and I always think that it's really easy to inspire people to travel when you just give them a snapshot or just a moment of your travels that that made you go, wow, I would not be seeing this if I, I wasn't traveling, or I'm only seeing this and experiencing this and living this right now because I'm traveling. Do you have any of those moments or snapshots that you can remember from your travels?
1: There has been too many during the travels where where I actually was blown away at how lucky I am to be able to be there at that point in time to experience <laughs> That moment. So, you know, we tend to always forget how blessed we are from traveling, being able to travel full time, and we get tired out. But there are little moments here and there where I, you know, really was just all struck for a moment. So simple things like, for example, we were just doing a like road trip and uh, driving. At night, in the dark, and we are behind schedule. It's dark. It's snowing, and it's just, it's just. Um, you're just tired and wanting to get to the next place, behind schedule. But at that moment, um, out of the blue, you just see uh, a shooting star, for example, in the sky, and then it just catches you off guard, and you're like, "Wow! Come on! You know, how often do you see this? And how often do you um, have a moment like this to, to enjoy?" and not everybody gets this kind of lets their life interrupted with with little things like this. You now, if you are always working back home, you you never have your eyes open to see things in a different way or be amazed by something you have never experienced
0: before. Love it. I think uh, a shooting star is kind of the perfect metaphor for those snapshots, right? It's something something that you're only gonna see if you're looking.
1: Precisely. And you're not always lucky enough to, to get that kind of movements if you, if you are constantly rushing through the daily rhythm.
0: So where in the world, and I, I ask this to every every guest I have on, uh, where in the world do you think everyone should visit at some point? And this, this can be a city that you've been to, uh, a neighborhood, or even as specific as a, a restaurant you once ate at, or a park bench you once sat on.
1: I personally feel that one of the places that Left me the most awestruck was, was um, during in New Zealand when I was there uh, three years ago uh, during Christmas, which is almost the same time as um, now. Um, the yeah, it was such a beautiful time because the, the scene that we see was exactly like out of a postcard that you see, out of an image that you get in natural or Discovery uh, Channel. So uh, New Zealand was one of those places that really left me with such good memories and and um, uh, untouched beauty that makes me want to keep going back. So whenever people ask me which country is my favorite or which country do I recommend to go by, without doubt, always saying Zealand, because the thought of that trip and the thought of being that small, insignificant human amidst that jaw-dropping scenery, it just makes you Like, bring back very good memories that I cannot, I will always want
0: to keep going back. Yeah, and it's where your awesome parents found their (laughs) love. Yes, very good. You're following my (laughs) story. I keep coming back to it just because I'm like, I want to meet these people. (laughs) So, So, you, you might meet them, you're not
1: very far.
0: Yeah, I'm sure maybe I'll see them in a hostel at some point, right? You never know, you never know. Well, Lydia, it's been great having you on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you online? Where can people follow your adventures?
1: I write and share my stories on my um, blog, which is lydiascapes.com. So, Lydia Scapes was inspired by landscapes, because I write on outdoor adventure travel. Uh, I also have my um, Facebook, and, um, Instagram, and YouTube channels as well. So, yeah, anytime you want to catch up for a drink, if you're in a country that I'm at, I'm more than happy to to meet fellow travelers and share stories and uh, good memories from their trips.
0: Lydia, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Uh, Thank you, Joe. Thank you for the time.
0: Thanks for listening to Hostile Homies.